Hello, Guerreras and Guerreros. On this episode, we will be covering college life, our experiences on how to get started, our best tips and tricks to navigate college, and how we furthered our education with a master's degree. We hope you take this information for yourself or pass it along to someone you think can benefit from it. Before we get started on College Live, we wanted to talk a little bit about what we did last week. As you all may remember, it was Thanksgiving week, and as you may have seen from our Instagram stories, Alex and I were being the driven Latinas that we were, and we were both doing different things to advertise and promote our podcast. So Ale actually did a really fun thing. Can you please share with us what that was? Yes, so I went to the DFW Podcast Fest It was such a positive experience. I met a lot of Latino podcasters, and one of them in particular was called Modern Day Mujeres. They actually invited us to go over to their podcast, and so hopefully we can get that organized and going. But big shout out to them because they gave us a lot of tips and tricks on how to get started with our podcast. And what about you? Tell them what you did. Yep, I was back at Disney and Animal Kingdom and Epcot. Those are the two parks that I hadn't visited before. So I was there with my little girl and my husband and we had a great time. Uh, One of my favorite things that I did was do the fireworks show at Epcot. It was just a beautiful display with beautiful music in the background. And as you guys can imagine, Disney choreographed everything so well. I think that was also the highlight of my little girl, which of course became my highlight. But I know that today we're not here to talk about what we did last week, but I did want to share just really quick because this is hot off the press. I was in Disney last week and just for our Disney listeners, here's another tip that I just learned and I feel like it's so important to share. It's called the lightning lane. So on your Disney app, go pay a little bit of extra money for the lightning lane. And what that is, is that you can book a ride at a time one ride at a time and you're able to skip the long lines we did that for our epcot experience and i will say it was so worth it so didn't want to leave today without sharing that tiny little tip although kind of going back our the main purpose of this podcast is to focus on our college life so let's talk about that and let's focus on that but didn't want to leave that tip out so let's start off with the first thing on college life Ale, let's talk about money, honey. All right. So the first thing we, you got to think about if you're starting your college journey is how, are, how am I going to pay for it, right? So money. Uh, one of the things that uh, from personal experience was always looking at those deadlines and always knowing when the window opens and when the window closes for you to apply for financial aid. And I was all about it. I would hunt my mom down and say, get over here, give me your social. Uh, I need to attend this meeting so that I can get more information on how I'm going to apply. What paperwork am I going to need? So definitely looking at those deadlines and knowing knowing when the window opens and closes is super uh, critical when you are trying to get, um, you know, that pot of gold because you, mm-hmm. as you all know. Yeah. So the way that it works is that uh, financial aid, like if you want to think about it, like it's like a huge pot of money for for everyone. So the way that it works is that as people are applying, the pot is getting smaller and smaller. So it becomes less and less likely that you'll get maybe the full amount for grants or even any financial aid. So first come, first serve basis. So that's why, uh, as Ale was saying, like it's so important that you do it, you know, quick and on time, no auto, all of the deadlines, because it really is first come, first serve basis. 
And as you all may remember from my, my our first episode on migrant life, like Alex and I didn't really come from a family of money. So we we had to explore all of our options and really getting nice and friendly with our counselors that really helped us walk through that financial aid process so that we can apply for financial aid and we ended up receiving financial aid. Uh, but we understand that not everyone can qualify for financial aid. So then there are um, other options. I would say don't get discouraged. There's also loans that you can take out for for school and usually like loans that come from because you're pursuing education are of less interest so I do feel like sometimes for within the Latino community it's frowned upon to get out to get loans out and I will say that for me personally I feel like even if it is a loan it is a loan that's furthering your education and to me that's an investment because yes, it's a loan and yes, it is scary, but we also get loans out for cars. We get loans out for mortgage. So I do feel like it's another loan that's not going to depreciate such as cars and homes. So I will, I will just add that. I do feel like, although that is an option, um, it is an option out there for you all if you do not qualify for financial aid. And just remember that loans can be forgiven. So in my personal experience, I was a teacher teacher for five years at a low-income school. And that was actually one of the qualifications for getting your school loans forgiven. So towards the end of my college journey, I did have to pull out, I think, one loan at the end when my senior year. Uh, but again, it got forgiven because I was a teacher for five years. So there's options out there, especially depending on the position that you have. So doing your research, you know, taking initiative for your own learning, seeking out those advisors in college, they give a lot of good feedback, a lot of good advice. Your academic counselor, even in high school, gives you a lot of good advice. So one of the best advices that my academic counselor gave me in high school was to take those college credits in high school because, again, they would be free of cost and you wouldn't have to pay for them once you uh, attended college. So those were Spanish 1 and Spanish 2. I took those in, in high school and, again, free of charge. And I was able to not have to take those courses in college. Yep, that's right. And I did want to like bring something up that I think is really relevant for those of you that may be on the fence about like, should I pursue a different, uh, a new degree? And it's about what's happening right now in corporate America and what's happening right now because of the pandemic. So some of you may have heard of this term, but it's called the great resignation. And you guys can do a Google search on it. There's a lot of videos. There's a lot of articles. It's this new phenomenon that happened as a result of the pandemic. And it talks about kind of in summary what it is. It's people that are now were forced to work from home. So like if you had an office job in corporate America, you were f forced to work from home. So during the time that you've been working from home, what um, this you know phenomenon is that people started reflecting on what was important to them. They started spending more time with their family or maybe it's travel that they miss traveling so much. Whatever the case is, they're studying of what the result is, but a lot of people started quitting 
jobs in corporate America. And they started thinking like, this is not the life that I want. I don't want to climb up the corporate ladder. There's more things that are more important. So there has been a great resignation happening across all of North America. And honestly, I also work with Latin American countries and I have heard the same feedback. So it's not just North America. It's actually globally where people are quitting their corporate jobs. And um, it's all because of this uh, pandemic situation. And then the other thing that the pandemic kind of escalated and raised up is hybrid work. So in the past in corporate America, you used to say, hey, I want to work from home. And people would say, oh, no, 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 that's not going to happen. That's never going to be the case. You always have to come in the office of course, until we were forced to work from home because of COVID. And so now a lot of companies are entertaining this idea of being hybrid, working from home some days, and then some days working in the office. And then there's other companies that have completely done away with working from uh, from the office altogether. And so they're full, what they call full remote. So you can work from work from home all the time. And so what this is causing to the labor is the shortage. It's a labor shortage because now people are not just competing within their county or state. Now they're competing, like all these corporate companies are competing across all of North America for talent. And especially if somebody, if a company is saying, oh, you get to work remote completely, people are so excited about that. And they're like joining those companies. So these other companies that may have hybrid or only office are really losing their people. So I bring that up (laughs) for this episode because I think it's so important. Like if you are thinking about going back to school, knowing that you, especially if you're like in engineering, in business administration, finance, accounting, HR, all of those like uh, HR corporate jobs, they're going to be seeking out, they're going to be wanting you to work for them because uh, it, it is forecasted that we will have a labor shortage and it is a high risk to corporate companies. So I will say that that is a plus if you're thinking about going back to school that when you graduate, you know that you're going to be graduating with these companies that are also trying to entice you with like so many different benefits that I had never heard before. Like now you're hearing these Fortune 500 companies doing like, for example, uh, pet insurance and a paternity leave and just like all of these different benefits that before weren't offered. Now they're trying to be attractive to these uh, to these employees. And so they're like trying to add more and more benefits. So it's a great time for you to be seeking a job. And of course, your degree will help you with that. So I wanted to share that with you all. I think it's really relevant and I think it may help you if you are considering either going back for your bachelor's or even pursuing a further education like your master's degree. I love I love that. We need to get all our fellow listeners <laughs> to take over the corporate world. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk about how you get started and what degree you should go for. So personally, I had always had a business mind from six to about 10 years old. I always went out and sold tamales with my mom. My mom, in order to make ends meet, as you all know, we didn't have a lot. She Her side hustle was selling tamales out in the streets, door to door. So being the business entrepreneur that I was, uh, even growing up, I was always attached to her hip, following her everywhere. I would be the one that would translate for her. So out of all her six kids, I was the one who actually went out there and 
sold these tamales with her. I would hold up my sign. One of the things that she would do is park her this large van right in front of a church. So as soon as people were coming out of, out of Sunday Mass, just getting all that clientele and saying, hey, are y'all hungry? Get Buy some tamales. And that was me with my little cooler, sometimes even walking through the through the church just to get people to come and buy from us. So that really set my mind that I wanted to do something to do with business. So I went into business administration and I started my career, but just know that even though that is what you, you're passionate about and that's something that you like, there are always times where you might even change your mind like I did. So I, as I was going to college pursuing my bachelor's, I was going to school Tuesdays and Thursdays, full days from morning to the evening. And then Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I would get those days to sub. So I would sub for elementary schools. And I absolutely loved working with kids. It was just a joy. It was so fulfilling. I felt so happy doing it. So I said, after I graduate, I feel like I should pursue a degree in education. So I did the alternative route and got certified as a teacher the alternative way. But my degree, my bachelor's degree still helped me and into getting there because you cannot, you could not pursue um, a teacher certification without a bachelor's degree. So just know that it is an investment. And another thing that I want to reiterate as we understand that college is not the answer for everyone but again it could be for maybe this might be important information to pass down to your kids or maybe important information that you can pass down to a loved one who is thinking about joining but we understand and we know that college is not for everyone so don't feel like we're trying to pressure you into doing it we're just trying to give you our personal feedback on how this education took us out of our situation that we were in growing up Yes, as you guys may remember, right, when we shared in our episode one of Migrant Life, like there was a pivotal moment when my mom told me education is the way out when I was complaining about picking asparagus and those words kind of stuck with me. So that's what we mean when we say for us, we knew that that was the door to open to something different than what we had at the current time. So that's kind of what really motivated us and pushed us to continue our education. But I will say that when I started school, um, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I have my own like little business hustle when I was a little kid as well. Ale and I used to sell hot Cheetos with cheese and we used to sell uh, what we call bollos. You might you guys may know what that is, but it's like icicles, like flavored icicles in a baggie. So I used to make those. We used to freeze them and we used to sell those too. So what would happen is normally Ale would just spend her money right away. Absolutely. Laura was the saver. She always saved all her money. So she always had a little purse full of coins i want um, she would protect that with her life it was she would save every single cent that she earned but tell them what you got with it. yeah uh, there was one time um i we went shopping for school supplies and i remember being in line and having my little purse and i ended up it was me and my younger sister younger than ale we were there i bought school supplies for her school supplies for me and then it's kind of embarrassing to admit but the lady the cashier was literally counting like my coins back then they didn't have that machine that you have now where you can just like take all of your coins and it counts it for you so i remember there was a long line because it was like back to school weekend and there was a 
long line and the lady was like counting my nickels and my dimes. And I remember being like embarrassed waiting in the line holding everybody up. But then when I bought my school supplies, I was like proud. Like, okay, yeah, that was embarrassing. They waited forever. But at the end, like I still paid for my school supplies and I felt like so cool. Uh, so cool to be able to buy to buy them for myself and for my younger sister. So, it, you know, it's those little experiences that I, I didn't realize like, oh, I like, you know, doing business related things. It, it was more when I was in when I went to college and I ended up uh, thinking about, OK, what do I want to do? And I knew it was in business, but I didn't know exactly what in business. So here's one of the greatest tips that I can give anybody who's undecided who's undecided of what they want to pursue with their career, um, and it's to join clubs. In your college, in your university, they normally have like clubs that you can join, and that will really help you kind of expand your mindset of like what you want to join. Um, I The way that I came to realize that this is what I wanted to do was join clubs is one time I was in class, and I was like super, super shy. Like I've kind of m- may have mentioned that already to you all, but I was super, super shy. I didn't want to speak up. And I had that uh, professor that would go down the list and that he would say, okay, let's uh, call on somebody to answer this question. And I remember I would always like be in the very back of the class and my heart would be pumping so fast. And I would be like, please don't pick me. Please don't pick me. And then sure enough, he's like, you know, he says my name. And then I'm like, oh my goodness. So I like, whisper the answer and he says what was that again and I like whisper it a little bit louder and he's like that's the right answer he's like that's the right answer he's like what's your major and I and I told him business like I'm still you know thinking about what in business maybe management and he said management he's like well you're gonna fail as a manager because there's no such thing as a shy manager and I remember that I just wanted the floor to open up and swallow me like that's the first time I realized like what that saying meant was because I was so embarrassed but at the same time it was a pivotal moment another moment that I got to reflect on my on my life and I realized that what he was saying was right so then that same week is a week that I joined a business club and I joined I didn't join just one. I joined multiple because I, I figured I need to know what I want to do. So I joined accounting. I joined finance. I joined human resources. I joined all the clubs that I can get a hold of with uh, marketing within the business group and within the business building. And then um, going into that, I realized like, oh, yeah, I hate accounting. (laughs) There's no way I'm going to do accounting. And I started kind of going through them. And the one that really stood out was a human resources group. And they were called SHRM, the Society for Human Resource Management. And that group is a group that helps employees so they don't help like the customers but like the people that are hiring that are onboarding that are developing the employees that are hired that sometimes have to fire like that is human resources and that's what I realized like that's what I love I love taking care of the employees and that is how I decided to emphasize my degree in HR and I ultimately became the president of that club, even though I was super shy, I put myself out there. I ended up becoming the president. And every week I had to do these, uh, address the whole club through like create an agenda and present to everybody every single week. And every single week, my stomach would be 
you know, in knots, but it was a great experience. That's one of the best tips that I can share with you all today is join clubs, join them because a lot of times you're taught like leadership skills in the book, but not really how to apply. So you learn a lot of theory, not practical. So I would say joining clubs is how you can put practice to what you're learning. And that's what I did. I had every week I was able to practice and I was able to lead and I was able to get out of my comfort zone. But it all started with that reflection within myself and that feedback that that it seemed harsh at the time, but I think very much needed from that one professor um, who, who kind of, you know, put me on blast in front of the whole class. So I will say that um, hum- HR, what I ended up doing there is what I ended up landing an internship on as well. And it's w- what I'm doing now with my Fortune 500 company is I'm in the eight, I'm still in HR guys, like five, you know, actually like seven years later, I'm still, I'm still doing what I loved, what I did then. So wanted to point that out. Similar experience with me. This is Alex and the internship. Uh, I got an internship through SHRM as well, and it was a paid internship, and it also gave me a college credit because I needed that that internship in order to pass a, a course that I was taking. So I think that it does open doors, and same, very similar journey as Laura, as usual, following in her footsteps. I was also the president for the same club once she graduated, and hey you do you want to tell them how you took a whole year off of school to go to your internship that's important that's a good point so that's a really great point you all because I remember being with a lot of my like like peers in college and everybody was like racing to finish school like racing to finish like that was their goal and that's not a bad goal but my goal was not to finish school just finished school it was to finish with a job so I remember when I interned with this fortune 500 company they advised me to focus on the internship alone and take some time off of school and I remember thinking like oh my goodness that means I'm gonna have to push back my graduation date but I kind of weighed my options and thought like, no, this internship could open up so many doors for me. So I said, yes, I'm going to I'm I am going to take a whole year off. And that sounds so scary. Right. But I at the same time, again, I remembered one of my goals and my goals was don't graduate. Don't just graduate, graduate with a job. And so I did. I ended up going and I moved, which was very scary, moving from like my little hometown to a city which was san antonio texas so i moved there for my very first internship by yourself by the way so that's a big deal she was out there by herself no family around we have all our families back in our small tiny hometown and so that to me i remember telling her like are you sure are you sure about this but Mm -hmm. she was determined so i give her so many props for that because i don't know if i would have had the guts to go all by myself to a whole new city with no family around yeah, and 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 actually I do want to say like I was very scared. I'm not I'm not perfect. I mean, we Ale and I never pretend that we are and that we have, you know, it all together like we are, we learn and that's what we keep doing as we're growing in life. But one of the greatest things is that our mom has always been such a huge supporter of us and has always pushed us. You guys have heard this before, you know, from our previous episodes, but she's pushed us to just be independent and to go for it. So I remember telling mom, like, 
uh, I have this internship opportunity that came up and it's a great opportunity. It's with a great company, but it means that I have to move. And I remember she said, you know, you do what you have to do to succeed. And that's all I needed to hear. To It's kind of like I had her blessing to move. And she knew that, you know, where we were, I could do so much only in that in that area. So she knew that if I wanted to continue to further myself, she had to be supportive. And she was. And I love her for that. We both love her for that. She's always, um, even though she, I know she is scared for us, she still shows her support behind us and the decisions that we make because she knows that we're doing it to better our life. And I think that's what, you know, I I felt very comfortable going in and moving away. And it was scary, super scary at times, but I met such amazing people, people that I still talk to to this day. I, I still know them. I still talk to them. So I feel like even though it was such a scary move, I mean, look at me now. Like I said, I'm still working for that company. And now actually when I was trying to think of how many years it's been, it's actually been nine years. Wow. Yeah, nine years since I started with this company. So there, as, as you can see now, right, like fast forward to now, it was worth it. Yes, full circle. She came for, full circle with that internship. And I give her so much props for it and like I said again I don't know if I would have done it as being so young and all I wanted to do was be close to my friends partying (laughs) but she she had her mindset and her mind was fully tunnel vision focused on her end goal yeah and I will say I don't think my sister's giving herself enough credit because she did end up moving to San Antonio oh I did she did (laughs) so she did so I think she I think she's not giving herself credit but I know she did she ended up moving and we lived in San Antonio together for a while before we you know we both moved to Dallas but we were both together in San Antonio for a little bit and then she was alone for a while too um but I will say that Again, going back to internship and taking time off of school, for me, as you can see, it paid off. I know it's scary. I know I know sometimes, like especially with a Latino community, it's hard to move away. But your your parents will really see the benefits, maybe not right away. Maybe your parents are not supportive right away. Uh, they will see the benefits in the future. Uh, Yes, and I wanted to just add to that. So one of the reasons why I did end up moving to San Antonio was, again, following my sister's footsteps. But not only that, but in our small little hometown, a lot of people do not retire. So even uh, teachers who taught me are still teaching. So they just love what they do. and And it's just such a tiny little town that there's not a lot of room for opportunities so right after I graduated I said I need to get my foot in the door like I need to expand my horizons so that's when I decided to take the leap and move to San Antonio to find a career that and let me tell you that in big cities being bilingual is so important I feel that just being bilingual and being a Latina female helped me so much in getting my my foot in the door so if you are bilingual or if you you need to sharpen those Spanish skills because that was it's just so needed. It's so needed because we we came came from a small little hometown who like the population mostly speaks Spanish, but moving away, it's totally different. Um, they need those bilingual translators. And so just wanted to give that little pointer 
that take the leap. It's okay to to move. And like my sister mentioned, eventually your family will see the benefits of it. And they will be supportive once they see that you are succeeding and, and you move for a reason. Yeah. And you need you you yourself need courage, right? Like I I I was scared. And I think it's just know it's okay to be scared. It's okay to feel that way. But you need to also kind of like pick yourself up and give yourself kudos and say like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And I kept telling myself that. And then driving in the highways, I was that like turtle, 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 really slow driver because I, you know, I wasn't used to highways. So everything is a learning experience. And I think you just have to keep thinking like, I don't know how to do this now, but it doesn't mean that I can't learn the same thing with anything, like whether it's your job or it's driving literally driving in a city and I remember when I left San Antonio I was that person that was like flying by like telling people like hurry up turtle (laughs) when I'm sure that that I was like that in the beginning but it does give me that perspective where I'm like oh you know feel you know sympathize with them and be like oh I know kind of think I know what they're going through maybe they're new to the city or something because I've been there so it all you your perspective is always changing it's great you get to meet so many different people with so many backgrounds so many culturals I loved my internship I went back and actually it's funny because I don't think a lot of people know that but Ale graduated with her bachelor's degree before I did Mm. it was like a semester before because I took that semester off Yeah, you did. I think you graduated in the summer and I graduated in December. And that's why we actually ended up in San Antonio together yeah. then. Now mm-hmm. it's making sense. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're, These we're are therapeutic uh, <laughs> moments here, okay? Even for us. Yes, even for us. So, yeah, that's true. That reminds me. Um, that is what happened. So, she ended up graduating first. And then I did feel a little bit like, oh, because we are a little bit competitive with each other. Like, oh, I wanted to graduate. But mm-hmm. the good thing is that, again, when I graduated, I graduated with a job. That job that I had interned with, they offered me. And this was also, I, I need to give myself kudos for this. Because they offered me a job before I left. Oh, like, nice. before I left for my internship, they said, you have a job offer when you come back. And that's because, I do have to say this, like, that's because I told my manager at the time, I said, I need to know if it's a, if it is possible for me to get a job here, because if it's not possible, then I need to make my network and my connection and my community know that I'm job seeking. So I kind of laid it on the table for, for him. And I just said that. And I said, so in other words, I was adding some form of urgency to like either you know, you're going to give me a job or I'm going to look elsewhere. And I wasn't trying to like strong arm everybody, anybody that is just truly the way I was going to operate. If I didn't have a job there, I was going to start. That's what another thing I will say about Sherm. So if you guys think about this club, they're the people that hire people. So it is a great network to have because you're literally making friends with people that are going to work in HR from so many different companies. So that's another thing that I realized about being involved in SHRM, that it helped me know so many people. So I knew that I could graduate with a job, but I really wanted to work for that company. So I needed it to be bold again, have courage and know your worth. Like, you know, know your worth. If you're a hard worker, which I think, you know, a lot of our Latinos are, 
uh, within our community. And I know a lot of other people are as well. So just put your worth out there, know your worth, and then put your cards on the table and say, hey, this is this is what I want and ask for what you want. I don't think we do that enough. Yes. And another thing I will add, just from personal experience, um, my husband and I, we both graduated with the same degree. And at first, I, I will tell you, we were not very successful with uh, jobs. We just got whatever we could. What do they call that? Like the when you get um, mm -hmm. an internship, but it's just like or jobs that are like like uh, temporary like um not temporary but it was entry jobs like oh, entry, entry level jobs entry level jobs yes. there you go so entry level jobs that's what we were at where we were at i was not happy so i again do not settle we started applying elsewhere and now we we're doing things that we love to do and like i mentioned before i was not happy with my business because i, tr I tried both worlds i said okay let me go in as a manager i tried that And I was not happy, I but I loved working with kids. Adults, <laughs> I was not, I just mm -hmm. preferred kids. And so that's why I um, went and got my alternative certification. And then I started off as a co-teacher. So I didn't even start, I started from the bottom, bottom, okay? I was like the teacher's helper. I wasn't even the teacher of record. Three months later, got promoted to a teaching position. So again, just be patient with yourself. And sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice. Okay, I, it, yes, it might be a lower paying job, but I know that eventually I can move up and I can be where, where my end goal is. And so just um, sometimes you might have to sacrifice, but it's okay. Just see it as an investment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And let me switch, switch gears for, because I do want to, I do want to cover this. So Laura, when she decided to pursue her master's, she overcame so many obstacles. She had a rough pregnancy. She moved homes all while doing her master's degree. So there was a lot of moving pieces in her life when she started her, to decided to pursue her master's degree. So I want her to dive into that so that she can give you some tips and, and things or personal experience that might help you. Yep, I can for sure share that experience. Um, I will start off by saying that I ended up pursuing my degree after like years after, I think at least five years after I had worked in the workforce. That is just because I felt like going back into my degree was very specialized. So I got my master's degree in leadership and organizational development. So I knew it was more specialized Um, and I knew that I wanted to put what I was learning in school into practice in my day job. So I do work in specifically talent development. So that like leadership organizational development world. And I decided, let me wait and not go right off the bat and get my master's degree. But let me figure out exactly even within HR, there's so many different groups within HR in the corporate world that you can do. So I decided to specialize in that went to go get my master's degree. And as my sister said, it wasn't um, it wasn't easy because I did become pregnant while I was going to school for my master's degree. And that was intentional, believe it or not. I talked to my husband and I said, hey, I really want to have a baby, but I'm also working full time and I'm also going to school full time. But I also don't want to keep putting off being a mom. That's one of both my husband's and I life goals. And so 
I remember talking to him and, and telling him this. Um, and he said, if anyone can do it, it's you. And I, it's like that um, support system similar to my mom, where it's like you have these encouraging people in your life that kind of give you that boost of confidence that you need to to propel you to do it. And so that's what I did. I said, you know, his comment just made me realize like, I, I can do it. And so I did, I went, I got, we got pregnant and I went through my nine months while going to school. There were times when I was, because, you know, the first trimester, you're so tired. I was like falling asleep on the computer and my husband would come and check in the room and say, Hey, 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 you're dozing off. Here's some chocolates. <laughs> Here's like some little snacks because he could tell that I was like really struggling. And so his support throughout my whole pregnancy and going to school was huge. I would go to work during the mornings, get out in the evenings and I would have evening classes. And then, um, we ended up having the baby and then the newborn while I was still in school. So it was a huge, huge effort from both my husband's and my part. I had their support tremendously. I thank them. I thank him so much. Um, and just for the encouragement and stuff. But within your master's degree, I guess going into like specifically some of the tips and tricks that 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 we can share because Ale will share here in a little bit. She's also gotten her master's degree. Um, but for me, it was looking at that syllabus and looking at it. Like when I went to college the first time, I just kind of like, oh yeah, there's due dates. And I would write the due dates. No, this was, this was different. When I went in because I was juggling so much, what I did that helped me is that I looked to see how much weight each assignment had so for example there's some assignments that are worth like very very little like doesn't even make too much of an impact on your overall gpa or your overall score and there's some that were super critical like tests or essays and so i looked at that because i knew that my time was so limited that i could not focus on everything equally and um I'm not saying don't pay attention or don't do anything. I'm just saying when you're juggling so much, you kind of have to, and me being the perfectionist that I was, I knew I couldn't be perfect every single time because I was juggling so much. So by me looking at those assignments that had the biggest weight is what really helped me say, okay, like Laura, you can be a perfectionist with this, this, and this. The others try, but you don't have to be perfect because perfect just takes so much time and I didn't have time like time was the least thing that I had and especially when I had my pregnancy I couldn't sleep after like three o'clock in the morning and I remember just telling myself like you're just gonna toss and turn for another two hours I was like no I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna do homework and that's what I did it's like these sacrificing moments that you just have to be so well aware when you go in and getting the support from your from family members or whoever it is that you know that you're going to have it because it's going to get hard. And it, I mean, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but it's it's not easy. It's not easy getting getting a master's degree and really putting your full effort. And like with me, the second time around with my master's degree, I didn't just want to like check the box. I actually wanted to learn and take that back to my company and make my company better. So that was a different type of learning as well, because I'm like, okay, it's not just about like checking a box and getting the grade. Like I really am learning this so that I can apply it in my day job. So a lot of my 
theory papers were based on my real life experiences. And that that was, I think, a huge game, huge game changer for me to wait and not do my master's immediately. Although I know it's a personal choice. If for you, you want to go to school right after your master's, you feel that's the best way, then great. I'm just speaking from my experience and what my thought process was to wait. Perfect. Um, really quick, I wanted to give you all, this is Alex, all of the tips that I used when when I was going to school for my master's. I aligned my degree. I went into educational leadership. So I aligned it with what I wanted to do in the future, which is eventually be a principal of an elementary school. So I loved shadowing my principal and every all the learnings, as my sister mentioned, that I was learning through my program, I was applying it to my actual job and getting paid for it. So I loved that. So try to align that if possible. If uh, Try to align your master's program to what you your end goal is so that way you can apply your learnings into your real job but definitely sticking to my to a schedule and being disciplined with it uh, was one of the things that I had to do so making sure my kids were going to sleep at 8 8 p.m was there is their bedtime so making sure that that was happening every single day getting them into that routine uh, helped tremendously because after they were asleep that's when I would do my homework and study and and do all the tests that I had to take because I wasn't getting all those distractions with my kiddos but my spouse as well was very supportive so he knew the schedule I I had to communicate my schedule ahead of time like on these days I have class at this time I have class so he would take the kids and I would always turn on my camera I would take notes uh, as my professor was talking because I know a lot of people they turn off their camera mute their mics and then you can't the professor could not tell if they were engaged or not so I wanted to make sure that my professor put a face to my name and building that relationship with them. I actually still call one of them whenever I have a question about my actual job. And she's amazing at answering. She always wants an update on how life is going. Uh, So she's been a great mentor to me. So again, keeping those relationships with your professors, uh, being open to their feedback, and also uh, asking like, hey, I noticed that on this paper, you gave me this. Can you just elaborate a little more? I would like to, you know, fix it for my future papers. So my great doesn't affect get affected. I actually graduated with a 4.0 GPA. All my classes were A's. And I think that that had a big part in it that I built those relationships with my professors, always um, engaged when they were talking, giving them that the respect they deserve and joining those optional meetings that were not required. But I still wanted, you know, to ask questions and uh, listen to what they had to say. Yeah, absolutely. I think you bring up a great point about your relationship with your professors. Um, This, you know, Alice talking about her master's degree, but I'm for your bachelor's degree. It is so important that you do that as well when you're doing the four year ones, because when you're going into your master's degree, it's not like you can just sign up and then you get accepted. You have to go through a rigorous application process. You have to have letters of reference from either people that you've worked with in the past uh, or professors. And I know I did reach out to one of our professors that I had in the past. Shout out to to Dr. Matthews, who did a reference letter for me to get into that master's program at UTD. So she was so helpful. And I also reached out to other people that I had worked with in the past. But that is also why having those connections is so important because later on in life, you can also use them as reference. 
for my master's degree, I didn't so much keep as good of a relationship as my sister did with her professor. Uh, but I did with my colleagues. So like my peers that I went to my master's program with, I did stay in touch because all of them were in leadership development for their corporate jobs. So what I did is now I reach out to them when I'm stuck with something I can reach out. It's like a network that's expanded and I can pick their brains and say, hey, we're dealing with this issue. How did you guys handle it? And then they'll tell me. And then um, in my case too, we I was also getting certified as an executive coach. So where you can coach executives. And so that also helped me because a lot of those people have their own practices for executive coaching. So some Sometimes in my personal career, if I'm stuck with something, I can just get a free session, <laughs> free session from them, uh, my previous colleagues that I worked with uh, or previous colleagues that I went to school for our master's with and just kind of pick their brains on that, too. And they help me out as well. So stay connected with those people, too. Like I can't I can't stress enough how much you can utilize them later on in life, even after you graduate. Yes, and I think that pretty much sums up our episode. Do you want to give them the key points of what we talked about? Yeah, absolutely. I think we can start off with what what we kind of joked around and said, money, honey, which is that financial aid. So as you guys remember, um, you know, first come, first serve basis, loans, taking out loans is okay. Your education is an investment. Um, kind of talking about the why right now is a good time, which is the great resignation. I talked about that. I talked about hybrid work, how it's better than ever, especially within the corporate world to be able to work from home, which back then it wasn't, wasn't a part, but now it is. So I talked about that. We talked about how did we decide what degrees we wanted to do, and we gave you some tips about that as well. Joining clubs, improving your leadership skills. We talked about internships and how that opened the doors for us to get full-time work. Um, And then we also talked about our master's degree and what it takes like from the application process to how we prioritized very busy schedules as working moms. So that's in a nutshell some of the best tips and tricks that we have so we're super excited to be with you all today and for you guys to have give us the opportunity to kind of share a little bit about us all right get it as and get it all so that wraps up our episode but we did want to give you all a shout out for all the positive feedback we've been receiving from you all don't forget to follow us on instagram at driven latinas we are going to be setting up some polls to ask what topics you want us to cover and that way we can hit those points for you yep that's right we're enjoying everything that you're telling us tips on how we can improve our podcast keep that coming we're seeing those on messengers on our instagram and we're taking notes on everything so thank you all for listening we really appreciate you all somos hermanas and together together we are driven Driven Latinas. latinas